verse 13 says, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then shall come the end. Right, and so people have to realize that we always say, um, grace will be given uh, to the swift, or battle for the kingdom to come, and those that endure to the end. No, he's saying, uh, the iniquity shall abound, and the love of many shall wax cold, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Okay, so verse 13 says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. You don't think that's what's happening right now? Oh, yeah, it's happening. It's been happening. I mean, we've gone there past it. I mean, we're there. I, I think we're at, we're at the ten toes of clay and iron. We're so right we're at the point where it says, And then shall the end come, meaning that it's soon? Yeah, even Paul thought it was in his time. Yeah, it's soon because I, I feel like the more a person understands Revelation, the more the mysteries of the visions of Daniel and Ezekiel become become clear. The closer we are to that tribulation period, the closer we are to the man is saying this you know, people go around saying this is a generation and this generation of world is going to come to an ending really, really, really soon. So, uh, a spiritual, how long is a spiritual generation? Is the, I, I don't know, but I, I can't say, but I, I know it's not, a, I don't believe it's a natural generation. It's not like uh, 40 years or something like that. This has to do with, I believe, a dispensation of belief and unbelief. And he's saying there, there's going to be a great time period, you know, where people basically are going to deny the Lord. And so I believe we're there. I mean, and the more we see these changes, the clearer things become. The more we see how wicked the world has gotten, the clearer the scriptures become. All right, so the end of verse 14 says, and then shall the end come. And then. So when you read the next verse, it says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe to them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. So I don't understand. Uh, so I can understand you don't want it to be in winter. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But on the Sabbath day, what does that mean? You know, I used to uh, I think about how when the Lord told them not to gather manna on the Sabbath day, 
I'm thinking that you will basically be a moving target. So I'm thinking uh, for, for the enemy. Because, like I said, for instance, when, when the Lord told them not to gather manna on the Sabbath day, it was very clear who was gathering manna on the Sabbath day, therefore they were put to death. Now I'm thinking if your flight, if you're running and your, your flight is contrary to what the world is doing, and say on um, uh, whatever the Sabbath day, however they uh, call themselves worshiping, but that's not what you're doing. You're going to stick out like a sore thumb. I believe saints, true saints, aren't going to be able to hide who they are. They're not going to be able to disguise who they are. They're going to just, it's going to be very apparent. So for saints, the Sabbath day, it wouldn't be like the Jewish people. I, well, from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, maybe. But whatever day it is, uh, however, when the Lord says Sabbath day, if it's a holy day, whatever day, if you're doing something that contrary to what people normally would associate with the Sabbath, you're going to stick out because you're running. You're, you're trying to escape. So your flight is going to be evident. It's not like you'll be able to hide what you're doing. So he's saying... So if, you, if you're caught up on the, you realize that you're caught up on uh, the housetop, say it's on the Sabbath day, you can't go down to gather anything. You have to go. And it's like there's no way to hide the fact that you have to go. It's immediate. There's no preparation. There's no nothing. You have to go. So you're going to, it's going to be evident that you're fleeing. So however it goes, saints are not going to be able to. All right, so it goes on to say for then, in verse 21, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not seen from, not seen the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Right. So, no flesh. He's talking total desolation. If man is left to their own devices, if God didn't shorten the tribulation period, if he didn't shorten the time that man has here on this earth, I think he would destroy everything on the planet. And we're not talking about days being shortened like the time, the length of time that you have to live. No. You know, where the Lord says in Genesis that you know, he cut it down to 120 day, 120 years. Or in Psalms, I think it says that it's, you know, the Lord promises you 70 years, approximately, anywhere between that time. Well, it just basically tells you that there's an average time for the person. Between 70 and 80 is our average. But 120 years is promised. So that's not what he's talking about no, here. No. He's talking about. The days be shortened, meaning that all life that the Lord is saying the end of the world, the shortened the time of how long the earth will be, and how long that particular uh, tribulation is going to be, how long He will allow that particular event to last. He's going to shorten that because if He didn't, He's saying they would destroy everything on the planet. Because see, even after the tribulation. There's still time. So there's a thousand year period after the great tribulation. And see, when people were saying, oh, saints are going to, people are going to live a 
thousand years. That's not what the Lord said. He, he said that those who died with the Lord, those who uh, in the tribulation, they were going to be reigning with the Lord for a thousand years. The souls are Verse 28 says, For wheresoever the carcasses, there will the eagles be gathered together. 
When his branch is yet tender and put it forth leaves, you know the summer is nigh. And that's true. You know, you can you can pretty much look here in the springtime, you know, and then all of a sudden you see the leaves sprouting on trees. You know that summer's coming. Right. And so likewise, ye, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Right. So I, I, he has, uh, when he's saying this generation, I think he's talking about a spiritual generation of uh, unbelief, uh, you know, uh, rejection of the, of the truth. You're going to have a generation of people who are going to deny the truth and be deceived. So how long that generation is, I don't know. But he's saying, I, I mean, he's saying this spiritual corruption is not going to pass before they see, they get to see this, you know. So somewhere in the midst of that spiritual corruption, the Lord's going to come and they're going to see who he is. They're going to recognize so it could be longer than 40 years, because 40 years is like a generation of a... Right, some people think that... Of our, of a man, of right. our families, you know, it's yeah. like... Usually, yeah, some people try to say 80 years, well, whether it's 40 years, 20 years, 80 years, I don't think he's talking uh, natural generation. I think he's talking spiritual. And I don't know how long exactly a spiritual generation is, but we, I know we're getting more and more wicked, I know that much. And then it says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Right. So just like in the days of Noah, you know, I suppose that people were laughing at Noah and, you know, he's building this ark. And, and, even, and even after the Lord started to put things in motion, you know, you can see the, the flood waters rising. But he hadn't, he didn't let it rain until like 16 days later. On the 17th day, it began to rain. And then the next thing you know, uh, the Lord had already told him, only him and his family, his wife and his sons and their wives, would be in the ark. Because he knew the hearts of the people. He knew no one was going to repent. Then it goes on to say, Then shall two be in the field, and one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. And I think that's where people get the rapture from. They might, but that's what I think. I yeah, but it still doesn't <clears throat> explain how they get the concept that they're not going to be saints here. That somehow all the saints are going to be raptured up. That's not scripture. But I don't understand what does it mean that two are going to be in a field, and one's going to be taken out, two are going to be... I think he's saying you have to be ready. You don't know. You don't know if you're the one who's going to be taken, or you're the one who's going to be left. You just know you have to be ready. So, so say for instance, say there's two saints. 
what am I to take and what am I to learn for the tribulation? You don't know. What you do know is that you pray that you be worthy to escape. You want to be the order to take <laughs> You feel me? But you might not be. But he's saying, in either case, be ready. Because if a person would know what time it was, they would be ready before the wrong reason. So the Lord's saying, you be ready because I said be ready. You be ready because we love you. Be ready. <laughs> so then it says, but know this, that if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is a servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Right. Did you, did you ever wonder why they think that the person who was taken is in the rapture and the person who was left is somehow the one that's out, you know, maybe out, well, they might have considered to be out of the will. I mean, could it be that the person that was taken could be the one that uh, was out of sorts and the person that was left was still found doing? You know, I mean, he, I think his message is simply this. You don't know what's going to happen. Be ready. Mm-hmm. So, verily I say unto you, he that, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, a lot has to come. A lot has to happen. A lot has to happen. Before the end of the age. But it it can happen so... But it's already set in motion. And it can happen so fast. You can can change a hundred years worth of history within just a few days. You You can change a person's life. You can change a whole nation. It's I, like a, it's I like an about, accident. You I can get into an accident. You just don't know everything. how did that happen. I think about Syria, you know, Yemen. I, you just think about these these places that are, that are suffering. You can look up one day. I remember when the Holocaust started. And this person said they were in Germany. They were sitting down at the dinner table. And they were having dinner, and the soldiers broke into their home, took them all the way to the camp. Right then and there, their whole life changed whole families wiped out. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take long for destruction to sweep through. It's, it's, that's why it's, it's sudden. He's saying you don't know if you're going to be left, if you're going to be taken. All you know to do is to be ready. Well, that concludes our program for today. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from Psalm 119 and 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Now, ain't God all right? God God is is all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what is heavier than stone or sand? And the answer is a fool's wrath. And that answer can be found in Proverbs Chapter 27, verse 3.
language reads, a stone is heavy and sand and the sand weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than them both. This week's food for thought is, what is not of faith? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.